This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey there, you're listening to More Than Potential, the podcast. On this show, we talk about mental health, well-being, and self-improvement from a Gen Z perspective. I'm your host, Faith. So tonight I have popped open a bottle of wine in honor of today's subject. It is like 11 o'clock at night and I'm just kind of embracing the fact that I need to knock out the next few episodes. So I'm, I'm just going to get it done, right? <laughs> I am sipping on some Kim Crawford Pinot Gris. I am not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't think it really matters. So I took a sip of this wine. Let me let me take another sip just to make sure. Um, yeah, I'm not feeling this at all. Um, I've never had Kim Crawford wines in general. I think I heard something good about the Moscatos, but they didn't have the Moscato. So I just got this one. And I mean, I'm not a fan, but, you know, it's something to sip on. I thought since we're talking about adulting that I would have a little sip, you know, a a, a little something light. As a side note, I might start incorporating more wine into this podcast because just in general, I really love red wine. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But for now, I'm just going to sip a little something because it's 11 o'clock. I'm feeling frisky and I need to get these podcasts done. So (laughs) today we're talking about adulting and I'm going to need this drink because there's so much to say. Like I keep sighing because I just it's just overwhelming. Honestly, I'm only 24. I'm I'm already fed up. Like I'm already I'm already over it. So I made a list of things, not a long list, but a list nonetheless, things I actually hate about being an adult. And I'm sure you can relate because this is like a universal truth. None of this is going to be a surprise. First up, nobody told me that being an adult meant that I would always be tired. Like it doesn't really matter how much sleep I get. I'm just going to be running on empty all the time. It's like, imagine if you put gas in your car three times a week, the same amount, you know, just to top off what's in your gas tank. But then every time you could get ready to go to work, you're like 20 minutes away from being on empty. Imagine if that happens every single day. That's how it feels. I just feel like I'm constantly tired and I don't know what to do about it. I, and no one told me this. I thought that as an adult, I would be working a nine to five. And in comparison to college, where I was also always tired, I wouldn't be pulling all nighters. I could work stable hours, go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. I thought I would be fully in control of that. And I would very rarely be truly tired. And that is so far beyond the truth. I think. You know, and this leads me to the second point. What makes me the most tired is the fact that I used to hate my boss. 
Now, don't get me wrong. It was so sad because the guy was a really nice person, but I hated him nonetheless. I, I just think hating your job and hating your boss is a part of the human experience as an adult. And some of us move on to better things where you hate your boss and your job a lot less. Some of us choose to stay in jobs that make us unhappy. And I think I talked about that in a previous episode. But it's just like, it's an inevitable truth. The first job you get out of college, if you're lucky, you can stand it. But a lot of people that I know got a job right out of college and immediately left and went to something else in less than a year. They just couldn't swing it. Like, I don't know why that's the case. I just think that those of us who got these jobs, we thought it was going to be one thing and it turned out to be something entirely different. And that's what basically caused a lot of us to pivot. And it's interesting that I talk about hating my boss because I also know that I am the boss. (laughs) Like I work for myself now. That was my pivot. And I still hate my boss. She's annoying. You know, like she's really out of control. She's overbearing. She's like a slave driver, constantly making me do work. I can't even get a break, really. Ugh, can't stand her. But (laughs) the point is, is that it's just, it's just part of the game at this point. I've just accepted it. I think a lot of people just accept that they hate their jobs for better or worse. For me, I'm actually in a really good place right now, but. I would not be able to say that if I had not left my previous job. So there's that. So the third point is I really do kind of miss college sometimes. It's so crazy to say that because, you know, we always want what we can't have. Like, it's just how we are as human beings. And I remember when I was in college, I was always going through it. I was always broken, struggling and not like middle-class broke where you go to Starbucks every day, but somehow you claim that you're struggling so much. Meanwhile, your parents literally bankroll your lifestyle and pay for your rent. And you have all these scholarships to pay for your schooling. So you don't actually have to pay a ton of stuff out of pocket. You work for pocket money. (laughs) That's not struggling, girl. That's called suburban lifestyle. I was actually struggling. I was actually living the broke college lifestyle. And it was the worst. Like, it's expensive to be broke. It really is. So for me, you know, college was not that great. Like, there were plenty of good memories and there was some fun times. But honestly, I was probably the broke friend in every friend group. And it sucks. Like, it honestly sucks. Like, I was hustling so hard and I was still hustling backwards. It's It was the worst. So, you know, when people think about the life I live and how I am the way I am, the money I make. You can't hate because to be fair, while y'all were playing games and y'all were living your best life in college, guess who was struggling the whole time? Me, you know? So that's neither here nor there. The point is I do miss college despite all the bad stuff that happened and, you know, the foolishness that ensued and being broke all the time and being hungry all the time and being alone and having mental health issues. I still miss it. I do. Like... I miss it because it felt as though I had all this freedom and none of the real responsibility. And I'll get to that, you know, in a later at a later point in this episode, but it always felt like I had all this freedom and even though things were chaotic, it allowed for so many opportunities to meet so many different types of people. You could get so much done or nothing done all in the same day. It was just a lifestyle unlike any other, truly 
being in college and living on campus is such an experience, you know, like that's a whole episode on its own. But anyway, the next point is everyone (laughs) as an adult, it seems as though we all take ourselves really seriously and I don't like it. And at first I didn't used to, right? Because when I graduated college, I was still trying to figure stuff out. I would say probably like six months after college, I got my job and settled in and it was living my adult life. I felt like I had to take myself really seriously in a way. Like people won't relax and like joke around like we used to. It's like everyone's kind of weighed down by life and by their problems, especially if they have a wife and kids. Like don't even get me started. The guys at my old job would complain so much about their wife and kids. It's like you would think they didn't choose to marry that woman and choose to have kids. They just treated everything in their life like a burden. And it was so scary. Like (laughs) it made me really rethink ever wanting to get married, hearing how they used to talk because it was just not, it was not complimentary. So, you know, it's just, everyone's just so serious all the time. And I, I, I don't want to be that person. And this leads me to the next point. I don't want to be the person that like is a super boring adult. Like, I don't want to be a boring adult. I, I, I really don't. But I feel like it's almost inevitable. Like, I can think that I'm interesting. I can think that, you know, I'm this cool person and I'm cool with the kiddos. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to hit a point of no return where it doesn't matter what I say and how I say it. The young people are going to look at me like I have three horns, you know, and I didn't expect that. You know, I want to be the cool adult. Like if I have kids, if, if a big, if, you know, I would want to be the cool, fun parent that gets along with them and keeps up with the trends. And it's just like super cool. But I know that's probably not going to happen. I'm probably going to be super lame. And in my head, I still feel like I'm 21, but my body is saying, girl, you, you about 25, you, you pushing 25 right now. It's just a surreal feeling. Like it, life goes by so fast. I can't believe I'm 25. Like I don't feel like I should be 25. I feel like I'm 19 still and still figuring stuff out. I don't really know what I'm doing half the time. So I don't know. Like the point is being an adult is just... I just don't want to be the 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 really annoying conservative adult that like makes fun of what kids find interesting. I think it's so lame. Like there's adults I know right now and people my age and older and not that much older, mind you, who won't get on TikTok because they think it's stupid because it's a bunch of teenagers. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here loving TikTok because it's a great app. There's so many young kids on it. And they make really good content. I thoroughly enjoy being around all that young energy and keeping up with what the young people are doing. And granted, I'm 24. I'm not that old. But, you know, the way I communicate and the way kids, you know, who are 20 communicate, that four-year difference is stark. (laughs) I can literally, it's so deeply felt. I know people who are in college right now, and I have only been out of college for over a year. Not quite two years yet. And already I'm seeing the differences in how they communicate and how I communicate. You know, they're using words and phrases that I've never heard before. Like, what's one? I, what's an example? I'm trying to think of an example. Like, 
the, a lot of the young kids right now are really just saying random things that are actually references to, to TikToks that if you're not aware, you wouldn't know what they're talking about because they're not speaking in full sentences. For example, I like you. If you watch TikToks, you know exactly what I just said. <laughs> or there's, there, what's the other one that I really like? Um, there's one that's like, baby penguin stuck on an iceberg. <laughs> there's like all of them that like, there's so many TikToks like this, honestly. But young people, they use it in random sentences and it's like a call to action. Like, if you know it, you should be able to fill in the blanks. But now that I'm on this subject, random side note, I really do like TikTok. I think the best version of TikTok was still late 2019. I don't know why, but everything on TikTok was so popping. The la like, the last four months of 2019, ugh, oh my God. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Like still to this day, I feel like late 2019 feels as if it's like it happened a year ago when realistically it wasn't quite a year ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just very interesting. It feels like it was such a long time ago, but it really was. <laughs> but I think that's just a, uh, what would I say? That's like a, a side effect of being on the internet all the time is that you can see all the memes and TikToks and stuff that's happened in the year. And we've gone through so much of it that it ages you. It almost feels like this stuff happened years and years ago, but it was literally like seven months ago. You know what I'm saying? But I'm getting off track. I'm getting off track. I just don't like it when adults hate on stuff that younger people are doing because I just don't like, I just, I just think it's kind of lame, you know? And this leads me to my last point about this, I don't ultimately want to feel super disconnected from what the young people are experiencing. I know I'm going to hit a wall, maybe by 28, where I'm just legitimately not going to care what tweens and 17 and 18 year olds are doing. But I don't want to hit that wall if I can. Um, it kind of reminds me of how when that show Euphoria became super popular, I watched the show. And I was like, wow, this seems kind of relevant to what young people may be going through. And then I talked to actual kids in high school and they were just like, are you serious? <laughs> they just thought it was so, they thought it was so extra. Like I talked to actual high school students about that show. Not only do most of them not even watch Euphoria, at least the ones that I know, but they were saying the few that did know about it and were really familiar with it, they were saying that like it was a good show, but it felt super dramatic all the time. And they were like, our lives are nowhere near as dramatic as this. Like, I don't even know who does drugs. Like I'm talking to them and they're like, do we know anyone who actually does drugs? And they were all looking around in the friend group trying to figure out if anybody knew somebody. So I'm like, <laughs> How, how is this an accurate portrayal? It seems like euphoria is what a 35-year-old's reimagining of a 21st century kid in 2019, what they will be experiencing in high school versus what kids actually see in high school. 
that's not to say drugs and sex and violence don't happen to some degree, but it's just nobody's putting glitter on their face. You know, nobody, nobody's out here having sex with somebody's daddy. That's 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 very rare. You know, that's <laughs> that's very, very rare. Usually the drama is very low level. But in that moment, I felt so disconnected from what teenagers are actually going through. I thought I knew because I don't feel that far away from teenagehood. But I guess I had it all wrong. So, you know, I already feel disconnected whether I want to admit it or not. I don't know what to do about this. So I try to hang around the young people as much as I can so that I'm not too disconnected. But it it drains me. It, it really does sometimes. But why am I saying all this? Essentially, growing up is just like adapting to change. I think the worst adults that I know are the ones who become super obstinate and boring and just, ugh. And they do that because they don't adapt to their environment. They just get so set in their ways. They refuse to adapt to new information. They refuse to evolve. They don't really care what the young people are doing. They don't care to reach out to them and understand what life is like now. They just, it's like they're living in an era that no longer exists. Like with some old people, I talk to them and they're not even super old. They're like in their forties, but they act as if they live in a world that just simply doesn't exist anymore. And it's really sad. Because I feel like it's a missed opportunity to connect with people who are younger than you. And that's what I don't want. I don't ever want to get to the point where you can't tell me anything because I think I know everything and I'm not willing to hang out with young people, understand what they're experiencing. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be that adult that's like, I've been where you are. Because it's not necessarily true. Like they have, but also not. Things are so much different now. Really, really and truly. So, you know, I, I just, as I look to the future, I feel like things are definitely going to shift in a completely different direction in 20 years. So by the time I'm getting close to 40 or I'm in my 40s, I just hope that I'm not like that, you know? Maybe I won't be the cool adult, but at least I'll be the empathetic and understanding adult. Maybe I can aim for that, I guess. So in terms of how I'm trying to deal with all of this, because you know, as much as I'm laughing about it, it does kind of freak me out that I'm getting older. You know, I, I just, I remember when I was 19, when I was 20, thinking what my life would be like at 25. And I didn't think it would be this. I, I really, truly didn't. I don't know what I thought. I don't really remember what I was thinking at the time, but I just know that whatever it was I had in my head was not this. And so I'm just trying to cope with that. Like, just trying to understand and wrap my brain around what it means to feel 19 and your body and your the, 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 the date you were born is saying something entirely different. And one thing, here's just some things that have helped me and hopefully in the future, they'll continue to help me just kind of come to terms with the aging process is that first, I'm, I'm trying to do my best with romanticizing my life because before this point, I always felt like I wasn't the author of my own story and that I was just an extra in my own life. And now I'm doing the opposite. I am treating myself like I'm the main character. So if I'm going to the store, it's not just going to the store doing a random errand. It's an adventure. It's a chance to have a once in a lifetime encounter. You know, quitting my job and starting my own business was altering the timeline of my life. You know, I'm, you know, creating the person that I'm going to become 
And it's going to be this magnificent, wonderful thing. You know, I'm taking things about my life and romanticizing them and making them much more exciting in my head because I know that I only have one life. I can't treat my life like it's common because then how can I expect anyone else to treat me with like I'm special or like I, I, like I matter? You know what I mean? Like I, I'm trying to approach it from that direction because you only have one life. And the older I get and the quicker time goes by, the more I see that like I'm going to have to do everything in my power to make use of the time that I've been given. And this kind of kind of goes into the next point about not wasting your time. Like the older I get, the more I realize I don't need to waste time on things that don't make me happy. I really don't. Like it's a, it's a conscious choice. Like happiness is a choice. You choose to be happy and you choose what works for you and what doesn't. And we fight it all the time and we try to make it work in relationships and friendships and whatever else. And at some point you just got to let it be like, let what happens happens. Let will be, will be. And so, you know, I just don't think that we need to leave everything to chance granted. Like it's, it's a balance. Like I'm not saying when I say that happiness is a choice, I mean, to choose to live, it's, it's a conscious decision to choose to live your best life. You have to choose to do right by yourself. You have to choose to romanticize your life. You have to choose, you know, to put away negativity and negative people and focus on the positive and try to make positive changes in your life. You know, all these things are choices. And I think part of being an adult is, is accepting what you can't change, which is the next point. But then also looking at what you can change and making choices as needed. You know, like, does this make sense? Like, I think that, you know, happiness is a choice. You can't just let things happen to you. But also understand that, like, if something's not working, you can choose to stay in that situation and freaking make it work and bend over backwards and exert all this time and energy. Or you can just let go and find whatever it does work for you. And it should come a lot more naturally. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning not to force things, just to let things be what will be. Um, I think, too, and this is a big one. I saved this one for last because this one is like, this is the key. This is the kicker right here. Not running from responsibility. Because as an adult, one thing I enjoy is that I have a ton of freedom. I can do realistically whatever I want. But the problem is that it comes with responsibility. You can't have one without the other. You know, I have the freedom to live on my own and make my own choices. But the responsibility is paying my bills on time. The responsibility is taking care of all the small tasks around the house. I enjoy the freedom of not working a nine to five and working on my own schedule, but there's a lot of responsibility that goes along with that. You don't get to pick. It's one, if you want the freedom, you're going to have to take what comes with it. And I think we run away from responsibility because, you know, and this is something that I've struggled with. We're afraid of making the wrong choice. We're afraid of letting people down. We're afraid of failing. But honestly, though, a lot of adults don't even know what they're doing. Adults fail all the time. Adults make stupid decisions all the time. Like just because they're older than you doesn't even mean that they're smarter. So as far as I'm concerned, I shouldn't be worried about making mistakes. You know, I shouldn't be worried about failing. Like, yes, I'm going to make mistakes. And to be fair, mistakes as an adult are a lot more expensive. So that's something to consider. But ultimately, hey, 
everybody makes mistakes. You're not going to suddenly have it all figured out just because you're 25 and you have a college degree and you're working on your second one. No, that's not how this works. So as far as being an adult is concerned, I'm learning how to embrace all the bad and embrace all the good. I'm trying to make it all make sense. I'm trying to think of it as being an adult is who I am. All that means is that as an adult, I have a certain age range. So over 18 years old, I am considered an adult. So if that's the case, that's who I am. I'm not necessarily adulting for the day because I think that's a weird way to put it. Like I get why people say that kind of stuff, but I think it's not helpful to think of adulting as something that you do versus who you are. Like if I am an adult, I'm going to choose to be a responsible adult, a respectful adult, a mature adult. But the adult part never changes because simply put, that's just who I am. I'm an adult now. I'm no longer a child and I have to put away childish stuff. And by when I say childish things, I don't mean toys because building Legos is a legitimate hobby. Just saying. If y'all have watched Lego Masters on Hulu, then you understand this. But when I say childish things, I mean more like childish behavior and actions, things that are immature and disrespectful, acting out of emotion instead of really thinking about what's the best thing for everyone involved, that kind of thing, that kind of thing. Like that's something that, okay, like you could, you could, you could say it's more childish and becoming an adult means you need to act in a way that is more mature, but you could still be a big baby and still be an adult, right? You could be acting super childish and still be an adult, but the adult part never changes. You know, like I'm not going to hide behind my propensity to (laughs) run from responsibility by saying I'm adulting for the day or I'm going to choose to not adult. That's kind of silly. And I think we should reconsider how we're framing it because then you're framing things as like, I'm an adult by choice. And that's not something you really choose. The type of adult is what you choose. But anyway, is there anything else I'm missing here that I want to talk about? I think that, you know, more broadly, excuse me, I have learned to let be, let things happen. So whatever happens, happens. If it doesn't happen, that's fine too. And I hope that by listening to this podcast, you guys feel a little bit better about that transition because it's kind of rough. Like, ooh, 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 I forgot before I I go. One thing that really kind of pisses me off is that being an adult also means it's so hard to make friends. So like, you don't want to come off as like super clingy when you want to hang out with people, but also you have to understand that like, you know, you have to really put in some effort and people do consider putting in effort to be friends and stay connected as somewhat clingy behavior. But like, what other choice do you have? And if you're like me, you move a bunch and you live and will live a lot of different places and I will eventually live abroad. So I'm going to have to make a lot of friends. And it's hard to do that as an adult, at least in the United States. People don't take socializing seriously. So you could come off creepy unintentionally. It's a a hard knock life. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. Making friends as an adult is hard. And watching the friends that you made in college slowly dissipate into thin air is even harder. Because, I mean, those people, y'all not going to really be cool like that. Not really. You know, those are not people that I'm going to, you know hang out with. 
or maybe invite to my wedding. There's people who I thought I would always be cool with and talk to. And now we just don't really talk anymore because we've grown apart. There's people that I would have never thought I'd be friends with and still keep in touch with from college. But here we are. We're still keeping in touch and still talking like everything's great. So it, it, it's a weird time. That transitional phase, a lot of people drop off, but then some people hang around and those people are the people that you still talk to. And then there's a whole adult friendship situation, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. But anyway, making friends and keeping friends as an adult is super difficult. There's some crazy people out here. Y'all, there are crazies out here. Crazy, 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 crazy people out here. So watch back. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but anyway, that being said, if you like this podcast episode, please. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot. You can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on at It's More Than Potential on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at More Potential underscore. Keep in touch with us. Let us know what's going on and what episodes you'd like to hear. I have to get off now because my cat decided he wanted to come in my room, bring his toy, and... <laughs> play with this squeaky toy. So I'm not even going to edit this out. I want y'all to hear this. This is this is what I have to deal with, y'all. <laughs> Say hi to the people, Ice-T. Okay, yeah, he, yeah, he's not feeling it right now. Maybe I'll get him on as a guest on a different episode. But for now, thank you so much for listening and have a great week. <laughs>